0: Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me is the always amazing Karen Rendazzo.
1: That wasn't quiet.
0: And the ever-excellent Chris Rendazzo. There's no porn. (laughs) We're here on this week's episode, talk television. I got to pick the show this week. We watched some Dollhouse, specifically Season 1, Episode 6. Now, I had a lot to make up for from my last pick... I think I did okay, because I re-watched this, only watched this episode specifically, and I enjoyed it. It is as good as I remembered it being. I remember when I brought it up to you guys, you specifically didn't had no recollection of this episode ever existing. No,
2: I, am. Um... Yeah, uh, how do I put this? Uh... <laughs> As we started watching the episode, I was like, oh yeah, this one. And then as the episode went on,
0: I was curious if, why did you pick this episode? Two two reasons. One, I feel personally that if Dollhouse was really a thing, I would probably fall in the line of what he chose to do. Mm-hmm. Secondly, a shit ton of action happens to progress the storyline- in this episode, like yeah, a lot, yeah, it's
1: definitely a game changer.
0: It is. It is most definitely a game changer. So
2: that's why th- that twofold. I uh, and and I later found out that I was the only one that was thinking this while watching the episode. But I found this episode incredibly difficult to watch because really? of what happened to Patton Oswalt's life wife in real life. Really? Okay. Because I mean, that was that was. A, just a devastating story to yes. hear the story of like read all that stuff that Patton Oswald wrote about his wife just like dying on him, and then you picked the episode where it's about Patton Oswald's dead wife, that. and I was like, "You didn't know about Patton Oswald's wife?
0: No, in
2: real life, in oh. like real life, no. in real life, yes, his his wife died r- f- fairly recently Did- and
1: fairly suddenly too. Yeah,
2: it was it was very sudden and. Wow. uh... It was he 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 took to social media in some very, like, kind of hard to read but very touching stuff because he was just completely and utterly destroyed by it. Wait. And so I'm watching this episode. And I'm like, did Evan pick this because of that? Absolutely or, I mean, not. I'm not that insensitive of a prick.
1: <laughs> I am well, insensitive, I mean, I it, prick. but
2: not in like insensitivity. I mean, just in that it, it was really interesting to look at. His performance, because he's playing like he's playing a character that's trying to deal with what Patton Oswalt is currently dealing with in real life. Um,
1: Obviously, several, several years before it actually happened.
2: Yes. I mean, she died in 2016. Um, and this aired in
0: 2009. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I did not know that. I was unaware. Now I feel like kind of a dick. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. My apologies to Mr. Oswald. You know he is a big fan of the show. Oh yeah, big fan of the show. Listens <laughs> all the time. Um,
2: so, wow.
0: <laughs> I am utterly stunned right now. I can't believe you missed that. Yeah. No, was, I don't. Um... I don't pay attention like I to to the Twitterverse and all of that because I know he's humongous on there. Um. Mm-hmm. So that that would be the only way I would really know. Wow. Well, with that being said, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look, it,
2: it just, it, the episode took on a very different light for me watching it this time. Because so as I started watching it, I remembered it. I recognized it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I remember this. Oh. Oh, oh. shit. With, with wow. Patton Oswald's wife and, oh, man. And I'm just kind of going through the episode, like, it was really interesting to watch him well, it'd it, it, be so convincing in that situation, you know, because Patton Oswalt is fan, he's fantastic,
0: and uh, but he, he in this episode he he does a really good job acting relatively straight because usually mm-hmm. he's like over the top funny and sarcastic. He has those moments, but the story that he projects in his little you know era era of the 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 show. He does really really well. Like he's a good actor. He is. He very much is. And and the level of sarcasm that he brought to it, it was it was he did a phenomenal job and and it was the right I don't know. makeup, the right, you know, chemistry between everybody. The rest yeah, of the I, episode <laughs> though it was
2: fun watching this like in the middle of it cuz I haven't watched this in so long and uh it was especially fun. I forgot all these characters, like every single one of the characters, and each time a new character, like not a new character, a character walked on the screen and be like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Hey, oh yeah, she's in this. Topher, so Topher. Hey, Topher. Like, oh hey, it's the guy from uh, Agent Carter. Oh, it's that woman that was on Agents of Shield. Oh, and I just watched Rushmore the other day. I forgot she was in
0: this. <laughs> I it, this is like. The, the through line of the entire show is Paul trying to save everyone in the house. Specifically and, Echo, but yes, everyone in the well, house. in turn, everyone. And this is where he is confronted by the house. They're like, mm-hmm. back off. And... I didn't watch any of the next episodes. I only watched this one, and I too—it has been a long time since I've watched this. I feel that whole little—they in—they—they they went behind Topher's back and put this bit of information in there that he doesn't know. Oh, I yeah. feel that's all a setup.
2: I don't remember it either. I just remember, like, I was just as enthralled watching it this time. I was like,
0: oh, man, that's right.
2: They they put a secret message in Echo. So, like, she would fight him, but then she'd also tell him stuff and be like, ah, oh, this, this show is great. And I swear, like, there has never been a show in the history of TV that starts in one place and ends further away from that place than you could ever possibly imagine. Like... I remember the way this show ended pretty well, and mm-hmm. especially the comic books that kind of filled in the gaps there. Right, right. But, wow, when you think of where this show
0: began and where it ended, it's just, that is a, a heck yeah. of a journey. Absolutely. The and and the, the man on the street type of interviews, there were so many little clues and hints as to where the show was going, and I don't know if it was intentional, like especially well, the
1: last Sweden so i think it probably yeah. was yeah
0: there's no question there yeah. all right had to have been
1: that Get... last interview with the uh, professor is particularly terrifying because he's 100% right that you know, if yeah if this te- technology was out there it absolutely would be abused like and, in a, and... <laughs> immediately in a heartbeat as and... soon as it was, as soon as it was even not even tested as soon as it <laughs> sort of existed and sort of worked
0: i the, on top of everything else, I mean, the storyline itself is great. I love the storyline of this, all of them through this show. The fight choreography in this is some it's of... It's really good. It's
1: some of the roughest fight choreography I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Like, And you couldn't choose a better actress to uh, to lead a show that has that kind of content in it.
0: And I, I don't think I knew her as that before this. Like, the only thing I really... It's this, and when she played the cheerleader. What about oh, Buffy?
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna okay. say. She, she Faith.
0: She never she, really stuck out for me in in Buffy. Like, granted, yes. I. It's just, I don't know why th- that fight scene between Echo and Paul, like in the alley, <laughs> and like they are beating and the ever the <laughs> shit out of each other. Yeah. There is a there is a point in time where he throws a cast iron pan at her. And I'm telling you, I got nervous. I'm like, wow, I don't think he meant to do that. <laughs> like they got rough, but yeah, it got, it got really brutal. It. I am so glad that this is holding. Like after watching, you know, um, what was it? What was the other show? Eureka. Though? Eureka. I got nervous at picking an older show that I hadn't watched, just at like at random because I know I wanted to talk about this show, but the episode I just picked because I remembered oh a lot changes I remember him being there were just points I don't remember I didn't remember it full through and mm-hmm. if Eureka has taught me anything I have some rose colored glasses in my brain <sighs> <laughs> and I'm just really really happy that this turned out as well as it did I didn't remember liking Um, who's the, the girl that that Paul hooks up with Melly. I don't remember liking her as much as I did in this episode.
2: I remember being surprised that she was a doll.
1: (laughs) That was such a cool reveal when it happened.
2: (laughs) I'm watching the episode and thinking... I feel like I remember she was actually a doll. Am I remembering that
1: correct? Yeah, I don't that remember. same thing happened to me where I was like, isn't she? And then as I started to like realize what was going to happen, I was like, oh, this is the one where they fight. Oh.
0: <laughs> and she curb stomps she the just, dude. <laughs> oh, crushes
2: him.
1: Which is a brilliant move by uh, DeWitt. Oh yeah. Brilliant move.
0: She is also like she is so calm, cool and collected with everything that is going on that like there was a line uh I don't remember the guy's name like her assistant or bodyguard dude that's there. Um he's like that was you you played a phenomenal hand. And her reaction or her like answer to that was I played a horrible hand extremely well. There is a difference. Yes. And it's it's absolutely true because the situation that she was she got everything got turned sideways. Yeah. Like there was strife inside the house with that douche like that was a whole other plot line through this story was the douchebag, you know. Oh, who was abusing, abusing the dolls, yeah. Like it wasn't a really important line except for the fact it showed how calm and and, and collected Dwight is and the the, I don't know the brain that Boyd has because he figured all that shit out on his own, mm-hmm. like, it in the relationships and how he you know because when if I remember correctly when he came when he first came onto the scene he was like anti dollhouse like this isn't right and then she that's manipulated that's about, yeah she manipulated him into it uh-huh. and now he's like. Like, well, all right, this is a job. This is what I need to do. This is how I protect these people, so on and so forth. And, like, he's, like, everybody on the show is, like, really good actors and actresses, especially the dolls that every one of them has to do. uh, Like, if they show up on screen, they're doing at least two different characters per episode. Yeah. And... The the, the the relationship between Victor and um Sierra?
1: Sierra, yeah.
0: Like that the like the blankness and yet there's still like you feel that there's still something there. Even though yeah. they have nothing they're not expressing it in any way, shape or form.
1: That was one of the most interesting uh, aspects of the show for me is the potential for the dolls when they're when they've been wiped who start to develop their own personality like completely separate from the person they used to be before and all the people they get programmed to be then they you know i think if i remember the show right that as they start to go on they start to like pick up their own personality traits when they're not mm-hmm. when they're not programmed imprinted that's the word they use right which i just think is a really interesting concept
0: well this is also the first time that um they they didn't make it a big deal. But at the very end of the episode Echo is sitting there painting. And she drew, she painted a picture of the house, her mm-hmm. and and the guy. She shouldn't remember that. Right. Like that shouldn't be in there. That should be gone. And they just like glazed over it real quick to like I don't know if that w- I'm going to assume since we it, it was done purposefully. But like this specific episode, every, everything starts to turn. Because before this, it was, I mean, it was Monster of the Week type of thing, where yeah, this is the like specific this, situation.
2: The show has this one idea of kind of like what it was advertised as, is like, this is the plot, and these are the characters. Uh, you know, this is about this place, and these people that do these things, and the different things that happen to them as these it's like you used to have this this set of parameters that the episodes are set inside of, and you think the show is about one thing, and then it's going in this direction. You really have no idea where it's going to go from there. But a- after this episode is when the world just kind of really starts to expand, and it's just nuts. It's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, and
1: it's not a it's not a ninety degree turn. It's a. It's not a 180 because they're not reversing direction. It's like a 270 degree <laughs> turn because like you you didn't even expect them to. Even if you saw a turn coming, you never saw that turn coming.
2: It's like a. It's it's like um, a curtain lift. Mm-hmm. It's like you've been standing in this room and you think you know where all the boundaries are, and then all of a sudden they pull it up and it's like. Ah, see, I have this great analogy, but it's from a video game neither of you have played. So. <laughs> it's like in A Link to the Past, when you get all three of the pendants and you fight Agon and the wizard, and then they're like, oh yeah? Well, welcome to the dark world, there's six more dungeons, and Ganon's the real boss. And you're like, oh, uh, I'm only like a third of the way through this. Like, I thought I knew what the world looked like, but now I really know what the world looks like.
0: And it's crazy. Well, and that's the best part about... I mean this particular episode, and I don't remember any major shocks happening that I didn't buy. That I didn't go, oh yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like the Millie thing. Yes, it. If first time through, that was a serious shock. Go, oh shit, she's a doll. Fuck, that makes sense. I buy that. The the this, the, us, the 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 guy. I can't remember his name. Joe. Joe. Deucebag Joe. Who is. Treating the, the, the dolls horribly. Yeah, that, that makes <laughs> douche bag sense. Douchebag joke. Douchebag joke. Yep. He's doing douchebaggy things. That makes sense. Like something and he specifically says, Did you not think that this was gonna happen? I don't know, understand how that's much of a defense for him. No, but it's not. <laughs> but he did say it. Like the 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 hidden message in echo. Yeah, that makes sense. I buy that. Yes, it's a shock and it's a surprise, but it's not completely out of out of context like it's not something that wouldn't happen yes that could possibly happen and that was the the best part about this show later on we find out certain characters are not who they are or not what they seem and so like those are normal twists and turns like all the stuff with alpha and that and the apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> yes the apocalypse and the apocalypse was what's the prefaced here in this episode. That one yeah. dude goes, yeah, this is going to set off the apocalypse. He doesn't say it in those words, but he's alluding to it.
1: I also feel like the, the storyline with the Hearn is the guy's name, the Douchebag Joe. Um, okay. Douchebag <laughs> Joe. Old
2: Douchebag Joe.
1: <laughs> with him abusing the dolls, um, it serves to illustrate what the man on the street interview with that professor said. Like... It, If you just, if they didn't, if they just had that interview piece in there, you'd be like, oh yeah, I guess that's a possibility, but it wouldn't really hit as hard as having a, you know, a dramatized example of that, of, of a small, that's, I mean, it's terrible what he did, but Mm -hmm. it's also a small, small example of how this could be used, you know.
2: Yeah, this is just a taste of way common. I, and
1: and ha- so having that plotline in the episode, um, I guess just drives home that point.
0: And when I looked up the title for this episode, like I first I looked up where Patton Oswald showed up, and it's this, and then I saw the title, and I I forgot about all the man on the street interviews, but the the fact that they showed every side, not just oh this is horrible down with the dollhouse or the the you know scuzzy guy going yeah 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 my favorite was the one guy i'm going to assume standing there with his girlfriend or wife talking about (laughs) having a homosexual encounter like yeah that would be cool and her reaction just to see what it's like (laughs) like it it showed or it it explained all of the the avenues that the show could possibly go down the like the heartwarming. There was one where a woman was just talking about how this could possibly be the best thing ever, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then to 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 end it with that, no, 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 this is going to be bad. <laughs> if this uh-huh. if this is a, if this is allowed, it's going to be bad. And as most of us know, it 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 doesn't turn out well. I do have to
2: say, uh, just about those man on the street interviews. This is real TV. TV pet peeve of mine. I hate fake scan lines in TV shows. <laughs> the They do this in... I like Moffat does this in stuff like Doctor Who and Sherlock, where they do close-ups of what you're supposed to be looking at, like another screen mm-hmm. through your screen, and they put all these dumb fake pixels or scan lines all over the place. And I hate that stuff so much. It looks...
0: Awful, and, and it's, it's it's a real pet peeve of mine. <laughs> I didn't even see it. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> so I mean, I I feel like I this was a win. Definitely, I, I, I was I was. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's such a great show. It's such a great concept. Obviously, like you know, too many Whedon things that died too soon. Mm-hmm. Like
2: this one, I really got though. Like, I mean, first off, it's this is how the hell do you market this show? Like oh, really, oh god, yeah, like, no. Idea. This is a confusing premise. This is a very I... strange premise, and they renewed it like kind of on faith. Like the show <laughs> didn't on <laughs> faith. <laughs> the show didn't really have through the roof ratings, and Fox gave it a second season. Like I mean, I hate to give credit to Fox, but like they gave this show a chance. They they gave this show every chance that they didn't give Firefly, and it had an opportunity to wrap itself up, which I really a- appreciated. That this show had the chance to do that, but... Do you like, feel Firefly I, <laughs> had anything
0: to do with that?
1: It's possible.
2: I can't imagine it didn't. I mean, why the hell would Whedon go back to Fox after what happened to Firefly? Like, what in what universe would he be okay with putting his programming back on Fox if there wasn't some sort of, you know, understanding about what happened to his first show on that
0: network? Hmm. Uh... Earlier today, Matt, the illustrious Matt Much, asked me or like he he commented on the fact that he remembers hating the pilot episode of this show. And he asked me how I felt about it. And I had to honestly answer, I don't remember. But I don't remember it either. I don't remember being enthralled
2: by it, though. I don't remember really being interested in this show until a couple episodes in.
0: I was watching it because it was Whedon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I and I feel that if I didn't like it, I would remember that. the the I remember the show as a whole and enjoying it as a whole. Very few episodes very stick out very specifically. I, I it was the the culmination of all of the story together. And Matt, and Matt's like, "Hey, I guess you must have liked it because you continued to watch it." I don't remember watching this on TV current. I I know I did a a I it wasn't really binge watching back then but I know I did a, a you DVD, marathoned it I marathoned it of sorts and I felt like I had missed its first run like so many shows that I've like grown to love and and watch as often as possible this is something that slipped by my attention it's the same thing with Firefly. Like I don't know if it's a Fox thing, I don't know if it's a Whedon thing, I don't know if it's me. It could be me. Very well could be me. <laughs> now did either of you guys read the the comics? I remember nope. I remember seeing I remember seeing them. I couldn't tell you what they were about. I the, remember um, that they were set in the future.
2: And well, the first one actually showed the The downfall, like the phone call. Because if I remember correctly, it was that they developed a technology where they could just imprint anybody over the phone. And it was like they they sent out a show, didn't they? They talked about it in the show, but you never actually like you saw. I think you saw on the show that believe. Please correct me if I'm wrong, anybody listening that knows this for sure. But I believe that they the like one of the last episodes, like the second to last episode before the finale, was they showed that it was possible to do this technology, and then the next episode was like trash can fires. It was the apocalypse. Yeah, it was, it was already like flash over.
1: forward two years or yeah. something. Yes.
2: And in the comic, they show that first phone call being made, oh. and they show like the world fall apart in like an hour, and it was crazy. the The comic was great, and it was really, really enjoyable. Well that re- sounds
1: vaguely familiar. I feel like maybe
2: you did make me read this. It's possible I did. It seems like
0: something I would do. There, there was a uh, a Stephen King novel called *Cell*, which was which is that story. There's some sort of cell phone call that turns people into zombie-like creatures, but you know, rabid zombies, and I don't remember if that's where I'm remembering it because I know I read that book, or from the 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 comic. I remember seeing it though. I remember like the the artistry of it.
1: Eh. There was also a Doctor Who episode where they did that, where they controlled people by cell phone, and it was a it was a Cyberman episode.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> a Cyberman. All um.
1: Right. Yeah, this show, man. Wow. It, I don't, what I, the impression it left of me, I think, is that there's never been a show whose concept was so, uh, to, for lack of a better word, far out, mm-hmm. yet also so believable. Yeah. Like, you know. Just the science the si- alone. Right. <laughs> like but just the, the whole idea of just, you know, being able to change someone's entire personality through, like, science and technology is just a concept that doesn't seem like it's even possible. hmm But then the way they told the story is like, well, if that was possible, I totally buy how this happened. Oh, yeah.
0: I like watching uh. Tofer do his like brain magic as he's taking bits from here and bits from there. And it's like oh, jigsaw it doesn't puzzle. hurt that <laughs>
1: Fran Krantz is like totally charismatic. He,
0: he is. He is. It it's a great show. I'm so glad that it's still a great show.
1: <laughs> yes, you you did this. I also wonder whether this might have done better these days, because it seems like um a high concept show like this. High concept shows just seem to do better now nowadays. Maybe, like if it was a drop the whole season on Netflix at once kind of thing,
0: it probably it could, probably would like, do very well.
1: Yeah, because if you could, you know, if you if it's a sort of thing where it was you know living or living or dying based on uh, the ratings week to week, it might not have enough of a chance to gain traction before it got a chance to tell enough of the story that people it would gain an audience Mm -hmm. but if it was all dropped at once and and it it, it, the uh what do you call it the automatic playing of the next episode next episode next episode i could see this like snowballing and and getting a bigger audience quicker and uh surviving longer please excuse my daughter she is being tended to chris does have her we're not just ignoring her
0: (laughs) i was waiting to see how long it would actually take you to say something (laughs) she's she's the fourth host it's fine
1: (laughs) she is she's she's sad that this show got canceled before she got a chance to see it because she wasn't born yet and it's
0: funny that you bring that up but the 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 whole you know Dumping it once and how it would and, and needing to to grow legs, all like I don't know thirty percent of the articles that we are going to talk about in our you know our news section are about the cancellations and pickups and there was the 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 way it seems that things are changing is is really good that it that it's not it's not to the point where it has to live or die in the first six episodes anymore. Right. We're getting to that point, especially like Netflix, you get your, your, what is a half season in, in regular television, but they're a solid half season of, mm-hmm. of, of television. That's the way, like when someone goes to make a show, that's the way it should be. They, they should be able to say, okay, I have 13 episodes to tell this entirety of the story. Let's do that. Right. Boom. And it's not that way anymore. So. All right. Let's, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to we'll talk some news. Stay tuned. <laughs> Our pals at Apathetic Enthusiasm have made it to their 100th episode. To celebrate, they decided to use a lot of exclamation points in their episode title. They're also officially comfortable with calling themselves podcasters, making them the last people to realize what they are. Congratulations to Brandon and Travis, and good luck with all the exciting new ventures you have planned for the future. Check out this milestone moment at apatheticenthusiasm.com, or wherever you get fine, quality podcasts like this one.
1: Long, long ago, in the halcyon days of 1994, one of the greatest animated series of all time debuted on the Disney Afternoon. This month... Trish Reyes takes a look back at Gargoyles to find out whether it still holds up after all this time. Spoiler alert, it does. Revisit the series that brought excellent voice work and some of the greatest plots and characters ever seen in a children's cartoon. Don't miss, before their time, Gargoyles.
0: On a new episode of You Shall Not Pass Go, our heroes discuss standard showdown and some very limited Aether Revolt spoilers. They also create magic cards from their favorite fictional characters from the worlds of D&D and beyond. Next, Dave and Genghis give the backstories for their iconic D&D roles and make a brief pass over a robust amount of unearthed arcana. Finally, they have their alignments tested over the moral ambiguity of pimp, the backhanding, and beer money. If you love tabletop gaming, you'll love You Shall Not Pass Go. Episode 11. May be dangerous for your moral health.
1: When you think painters, you might think of such names as Van Gogh and Rembrandt. You might think of house painters. You might even think of Mario Paint. I don't know your life. But if you want to know more about what it means to be a painter in this day and age, then you definitely want to check out this month's Artist Ave podcast. Joel Tidy, Todd Doney, and Marco Catrone share their insights in another interview conducted at the Kubert School. Click on over to Artist Ave, Episode 12, The Painter's 3. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at Geekay.com.
0: All right, Chris, apparently you watched right. s- s- some Dragon Ball. So I did. T- t- I'm ready for my <laughs> one-minute challenge. <laughs> this is like my favorite part now. All right, Chris, when you are ready.
2: Okay, let me turn the volume on my phone just in case it needs to go off and uh, you need to hear it. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get this done in under the sixty. So here we go. Go So somewhere out in space, an intergalactic uh, hunter dude, uh, he's like a cop. His name is Jacko, and he's out eating ramen on the moon. And some big yellow-headed dude is like, shouldn't you be on duty? And he's like, ah, I got, I got this guy, this criminal I found. He's locked up in this jar, and he's like this little space squid thing. And he's like, ah, he's not going anywhere. And then the, the space squid thing, as soon as he says it, busts out of the jar and flies into space. And he's like, ah, crap, I shouldn't have been eating ramen. Meanwhile, back on Earth, uh, Gohan, he is. He has a superhero alter ego called Great Sega. Which he hasn't done in a long time. And somebody decided to make a Hollywood movie out of it. And he showed up to be the stuntman on the movie because, uh, you know, he can do all kinds of superhuman stuff because he's like a superhuman Saiyan. And then he got caught up in the whole act of being great Man again. And he saw some dude robbing a bank and he went to go stop them. But Krillin, who's actually a cop now, went to go stop him first and Gohan interrupted him and the space alien showed up. And then Jacko showed up and shot a giant laser at Gohan and three seconds left. Yeah. <laughs> you you ended it with the and then. That was how the episode ended. Oh, okay. <laughs> he shot a laser and then the credits ended. <laughs> the credits rolled. Next week on Dragon Ball Super. Wow, that was harder to do in a minute than I thought. All right.
1: <laughs> Next week we're going to make you do it in the Cookie Monster voice.
2: Oh
0: god, please no.
1: <sighs>
0: Thank you, Chris. <laughs> And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Um, oh, you're welcome. Are, are, Chris, this I yeah. may have to edit this out. Are you planning on doing your minute? Oh. Is that a no? No. I. You forgot no. about your minute. I
2: forgot about Dragon Ball Super. Okay. I don't even know if there was a new episode this week.
0: Okay, so hopefully... Next week, if you liked last week's minute, I'll get Chris to do it again because I enjoyed hearing him panic. Um, Let's talk some news. Um, Seeing as Chris is back with us, um, the first article that I popped up, unfortunately, has a horrible link. It's one of those clickbait links, and I hate that. But major 80s cartoons are being rebooted. And when I say major, I mean major. Of
2: course. I don't know, man. They put Voltron on this list, and seriously, that's not being rebooted. It has been rebooted. Okay. Season two is coming. All right.
0: What about Transor? I don't even know what Transor is, man. Okay. It's a Japanimation show. It's like Voltron. F- Did you just say Japanimation? Yeah, that's literally a great Japanimation show. <laughs> that's the first four words of number 10. <laughs>
2: And I cannot believe uh, there is episode 773. Th- I totally forgot to watch Dragon Ball Super this week. <laughs> this is the first time in 73 episodes
0: that I've forgotten to watch one. So that means you're not a real fan. Um, Son of a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Mask, He Man. There's so. And if any of this is true, because all this article states is a bunch of these cartoons are being rebooted. It doesn't say much after that it gives us basic mm-hmm. information about the cartoons i feel like someone just wanted to list a bunch of 80s cartoons because it seems about right yeah it was a real it was a real crap article but yeah. uh i'm hoping I, there was a lot of thundercats talk lately online in in mm-hmm. like a lot of people talking about uh wanting to be part of uh, I, I don't know if it was a live action but like Mil- Boy, live action thundercats that'd be something huh yeah it would <laughs> Yeah, it would. Be. It would be all sorts of awesome. Um, nah, that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> but like they, they're talking about. All right, I understand. Gem and the Holograms had a bad movie. Okay. Oh, that's a understatement. Uh, did Not you actually saw it? Oh but. yeah, I sat down and watched it because I was stuck in a hotel and it was on the only like movie channel. It was so bad the 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 cartoon from what I remember was so much better, but it, on the same page they're talking about rebooting Inspector Gadget. I am mm. so on board for that. I am
2: very on board with a. Uh, that's wait a minute, wait a minute. That that was recent. There was a Netflix Inspector Gadget in the last couple of years, I think. Hmm. Hold on, a cotton picking minute here. Let me pause Dragon Ball Super real
0: quick. <laughs> As you're looking that up, He-Man, and I think Mask—that was another one. A new Transformers, something like this all makes sense because these are all classic '80s cartoons that are, are were actually good. There were a lot of '80s cartoons that were not. But these have all stood the test of time. People still fondly look on He-Man and and Transformers and, yes, Inspector Gadget. I don't...
2: Inspector Gadget, there was a Canadian CGI uh, television series (laughs) produced by DHX Media. I'm reading off of the uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, It's a sequel to the original series. Mm -hmm. And it was announced in 2013. Ran for... Looks like it ran for 26 episodes. So, yeah, it didn't... Go on past its initial, uh, but it was its all, initial it was season in Canada. Uh, I think it aired. Let's see, does it say channel um, first shown in France? <laughs> oh no, it's not actually listed as defunct. Um, let's see, U.S. air date was March twenty seventh, two thousand fifteen. It actually, yeah, it showed in America before it showed in, in Canada. It was just yeah, produced by a Canadian company. Um the last episode Oh well it hit on Netflix so uh oh it came in chunks. Look at that. Was this oh was it a season two? It's <laughs> kinda hard to tell from this uh so there was a bunch released on there were sixteen episodes released on March twenty seventh, twenty fifteen, and then another like chunk all the way up to episode twenty six B, uh that ran to that ran on August 29th two thousand fifteen. So, hmm. do ba do ba It was announced that it would instead be available exclusively through Netflix starting in March. Yeah, and there hasn't been anything on it since.
0: I, To be honest, so, I would yeah. be okay with any one of these. I mean, outside of the stuff that has already happened, like the Voltron, which is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, it's great. Phenomenal. I would, mm-hmm. I, I would check out any one of these cartoons because this is my childhood. Like. Oh, yeah. What?
1: I have an objection to rebooting Inspector Gadget. I have a real fondness for that show, and I don't think you can improve upon that. I, I think that you can improve upon the original in that case.
2: <laughs> I, would, I, I also have an extreme affinity for Inspector Gadget, which is why, like, the crappy movies really bothered me, and maybe I feel like there was some other animated reboot at some point, but this, much like the new Danger Mouse cartoon appears to have been done with like they didn't modernize his look he looks exactly the Mm -hmm. same and that's what i'm talking about that's that's how you do this kind of thing and like i said it's not a reboot so much as a sequel it's more like you know new episodes Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i don't know it's a tough thing to it's a tough thing to do properly i would think and uh i don't know I'm really interested in looking into this I mean the voices the voice cast is Derek McGrath Tara strong Ivan Sherry Scott McCord Martin Roche and Lion Smith Now, I've heard of Tara strong <laughs> <laughs> outside of that well I, I, but one of the things that this uh, I it's related to this I didn't post a link to it because I thought it was in this article but it's not the the um, Voltron Season 2 uh, got a new trailer, mm-hmm. which looks pretty amazing, and uh, also got a release date. Season 2 drops on January 20th. Oh. So something good will happen that day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So seeing guys, we're talking about Redo's and Netflix and all that stuff, I thought that this had already happened and I missed it. Um, but they've been talking about bringing back the Magic School Bus for a long time. And apparently we're going to get Miss Frizzle back behind the driver's seat on Netflix. Why do you know the Magic School Bus, Evan? I know the Magic School Bus because I have younger nieces. Well, they're not nieces. They're cousins. Okay. And okay. There's they, young people in your life. There Got are it. young people in my life. And it was one of those shows that I liked because it was relatively educational and entertaining, like
1: that school bus is just totally rad. It
0: is. It's awesome, and it and it's um. Oh, what the hell is her name? Miss Frizzle is
1: Lily Tomlin. Lily
0: Tomlin. I, come on, <laughs> come on.
1: Yes, absolutely. Come on, <laughs> and and I don't know. It's a selfish reason, but I'm pretty. I I think I'm psyched about this in part because I think my kid will like it. And I don't know if that's uh, that's happened to me before where I've been like, oh, a show is coming out that I think that I know about ahead of time that I actually want my kid to watch. Yeah. Um, I like that it says in here that the school bus will have more modern tools and the kids will make it use of advanced technologies. And I think that's a pretty good uh, take on this show, you know, to do to have it redone today.
0: I'm not a fan of the name, though. Magic School Bus 360. I feel like yeah. that's already been used, but it's fine. As long as they... like it, The way the show was originally developed was educational. As long as they stick with that and still make it as entertaining as it was for kids, more power to them. I'm happy to see this. And if we get more Lily Tomlin, that would be even awesomer.
1: Also, if you... If you want just something completely absurd to laugh at, click on the link in the show notes for this story and you'll get to see a really awesome gif in this article about uh, of uh, Miss Frizzle and all the students being bees. And the <laughs> caption just says, hey, we're bees. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me, but it does. Uh,
0: Karen, you brought up this next article, which I had no idea this was happening. Right. I am so happy to see this. Like I, I, I was – Kevin Smith is going to be directing an episode of The Goldbergs, which is awesome. I like it when Kev, – Kevin Smith is very good at directing television because he works with the group that has, that's already there doing the job properly. He doesn't come in and throw his stink all over it like mm. some directors do. But the fact that it is the Tim Burton Batman episode, it couldn't be more perfect. Like, it's a pretty good pairing. It absolutely is, especially if you if you have some sort of history of knowing like some of the talks that Kevin Smith has done about you know possibly working with Tim Burton on Superman and so like it's just funny before the show actually happens. Um I think they're in the process of filming it or they they are about to. It's not going be- They're
1: working on it right now. Yeah.
0: It's, it's not going to happen for probably a couple of months, and I'm sure Kevin Smith will be all over the interwebs telling us, hey, I'm doing an episode of the Goldbergs, but...
1: He was on Facebook today talking about it. Yeah,
0: he gets a little more, <laughs> little more, once it gets closer. Like, every third post about, you know, on his Twitter was about Flash and Supergirl when they were coming on the air.
1: Which I'm sure the networks love. Because- Absolutely. You know he has a hell of really a He's really good at promoting. Exactly, he's really good at promoting whatever he's working on, and that was certainly going to draw an audience. Like, for example, I've never seen an episode of The Goldbergs. <laughs> I might be convinced to watch this one solely based on his involvement. And who didn't knows? Did we
2: watch an episode of this and hate it or was that a different show?
1: That was Real O'Neills I think you're thinking
0: no, of. I, that was the real. I O'Neals, spoke yeah. about this show because the mom in this show reminds me of my mom.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: But I didn't, we didn't um, make we didn't watch something. That was pre-making forcing each other to watch things. But the way the <laughs> <Pre-forcinging>. show, yeah, <laughs> the way the show lays out is that they they concentrate on e- just about each episode concentrates on something pop culturey in the eighties. Like there was, I th- either is or will be a, a Karate Kid episode, and like the fact that Tim Burton's Batman was a humongous thing in the eighties, like. You, people were having the bat symbol shaved into their heads, and this was before it came out in '89. Yeah, this was before the so, internet. I mean, saying the '80s is kind of pushing it. <laughs> there, the I want to say '87 was when they first announced that Tim Burton and Batman and um, Michael Keaton. Hmm. Like, it was a big deal, especially since that there was no mass-produced produ- information source. Like, yeah. I couldn't go on and say, hey, I like the Batman movie. You should go watch it. like
2: Yeah, it was it was all over magazines. Like, I remember there being an official, like, Batman the movie magazine, mm-hmm. like, seeing that on newsstands, like, because the movie was just... It was everywhere.
0: Merchandise was everywhere. Yep. Full-page uh, advertisements in newspapers and so on and so forth. So, it only makes sense that the Goldbirds touch on this... And it, it even makes more sense to give, you know, Kevin the directing helm. So I'm going to watch and it. And they
1: will get 10 extra points from me if they use any of the music.
0: I'm sure they will. I'm sure they, they will. They
1: must. They must. It's like one of the most underrated Prince albums in the world. <laughs> I know. I know. Whatever. But I liked it. I have a very strong sentimental attachment I like to it too. I,
0: I own it still. I'm sure it's somewhere in a box. Um, talking about revivals further, I don't know why this is happening, but okay, Charmed is being revived. I see. For... The
1: people who like this show really like it. I'm not one of them, but All right, like...
0: What, what I like best about this article is that there is a picture of the Charmed cast, one of the the, the set cast, and then it says, Charmed ran for eight seasons on the WB, uh, series starred Alyssa Milano... Holly Marie Combs and Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan not, is not that's pictured. Not the
1: grouping that's pictured. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just found that funny. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think I may have seen one, maybe two episodes of this show. Wasn't for me. It was a, it was I
1: think a, it's uh the the team, the creative pairing here makes sense. The uh, CW seems to be the I mean, obviously it's the <laughs> descendant of the WB, right? But it just, given what's running on the CW these days, Charmed seems like the right kind of show for that network, especially with Supernatural being there. Mm-hmm. And as far as the production team or the creator of uh, Jane the Virgin being the one who's who's being in charge of it. I know you haven't seen any Jane the Virgin yet, Evan, probably, mm-hmm. but that, that's going to happen eventually. Okay. Um, but th- it's very well done. Okay. It makes uh, the sense. The show's very well made, and I can definitely see the people behind that show doing a good job with Charmed.
0: All right. I, I, I may give it a shot, especially if Alyssa shows up for a cameo. She was one of my
1: favorites. You know, I would would place better than even money on Alyssa Milano making a cameo.
0: Um, Speaking of CW, they went crazy again.
1: (laughs) They sure did.
0: Okay. Apparently, they just have money to burn and said, fuck it. Let's just renew everybody again. So another seven shows yet again got early announced uh, renewals. One of okay, most of them make sense. Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Supernatural, those make sense to a lesser extent. Legends of Tomorrow to a less to a lesser extent. Um,
1: I love that Supernatural is going to season thirteen. Yeah, that's just so that makes
0: sense. It, it it's poetic. <laughs> Crazy ex girlfriend got renewed again.
1: Now. We liked After we just talked about uh, last week how it's the lowest rated show on the network. The, it
0: literally is the lowest rated show to ever be renewed. Ever. I don't know. The, the, did, wait, did you read the article
2: I posted after that? Yes. Like earlier today? Now I was... Because that, that yeah. It makes sense. Um... Further you know that plays in a lot to what we talk about on this show a lot about how Nielsen ratings are they're becoming increasingly irrelevant in the real world. And when you look at the reasons that it makes sense for the CW to have renewed this, like from monetary standpoint, from a Netflix standpoint. I and mean, we'll get to that in a minute, but Well I mean, just I, let's I, just
0: talk about it now. Like that that's the article. First off, CW renewed everything that you wanted it to renew. Plus some, the reason that they're doing that is because of uh, like their deals with Netflix and the fact that they play nice with CBS because this is a CBS produced show and mm. due to the fact CBS own CBS and Warner Brothers own the CW, all the WB stuff, all the Warner Brothers stuff is it's like a no-brainer. yes, we have to renew this stuff. It's getting very it was getting very lopsided. So mm-hmm. to play nice and then they're making money off of it on Netflix and like it's a good thing because there's the possibility that this show can because first season was good. I didn't watch all of season two. It may have gotten better. Have you guys watched any more of it?
1: Uh Yeah, I kept up with it. Um, It actually just came back from hiatus last week and uh, the two episodes. I feel like they're burning off at two episodes at a time. Which, if I didn't know it was renewed, I'd say they're just trying to burn off the episodes to get it out Mm -hmm. and never deal with it again. But now I'm not really sure why they're doing two at a time, but whatever. I get two (laughs) episodes a week, and that makes me happy. And the two that they just did this week were really good. I I feel like it's taking a turn and and getting somewhere. So uh, now that it has this extra room to breathe, maybe... uh, maybe it can fix some of the things that made you that turned you off in the early going of season two.
0: Here's hoping. I mean, yeah. Um. I mean,
2: look, I like the fact that the show is, it's got critical acclaim. Like people like it, the people who have seen it like the show and you know, it's, it's been nominated for a couple of things here and there. And that was one of the things that the CW uh, had claimed about it. it like, look, and the show's good, so we're keeping it. It should be renewed, so we're renewing it. Yeah, it, and you know, he...
1: <laughs> yeah, that quote from the the C, the CW network president about why he's renewing it—it's like incredibly heartening for me to read that. Yeah. It's like, wait, there's there's one executive in the entire world of television. There's one who's actually just wants to good put put to good TV on the air. Like, Not
2: only that, like... That's a completely
1: you, foreign concept.
2: <laughs> it is, and it's wonderful because you're, you're listening to him say all that stuff, and then that also, it, it's backed up by good business sense. Like, a show like this is good for the network. It gives the network a better reputation. It shows that, like, what did they say in the article that I posted was, it was like, the CW used to be where, what people used to think of the CW was where, like, teen soap operas went to die. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, no, we're, we're carving out an identity for ourselves that's of a higher quality entertainment. And just because it's not doing great in the traditional Nielsen ratings, like people aren't watching it on Friday nights or anything, people are binge-watching it on Netflix. People are catching up with it, and it's getting the word of mouth. People are watching it in different ways, and that is good for our brand. And you... You gotta love that somebody <laughs> that a network executive is willing to look at it from that angle. It's um, like
1: um, you we watched Sports Night last week.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's like a plot from Sports Night come to life in the in the end of the second season of Sports Night, the network gets sold and the fate of the show is uncertain, and it ends up eventually that they're gonna keep the show and keep making it, and the reason behind it is the guy who. Bought the network. The new owner says anybody who can't make money with Sports Night should get out of the money making industry. There you go. And that, and then, and then, then that happened in real life. Somebody <laughs> took an Clark Aaron Sorkin <laughs> line and made it happen in my life, and I'm so happy right now. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I CW just seems to be doing the right thing all around because, well, like the the next article that we're talk going to be talking about is the fact that the CW granted it, it is a small step because it is for their CW seed which is their online, you know, avenue picked up Constantine which was a failed NBC show. Yep, NBC. Okay. Constantine is yet another DC property. That what I watched, I enjoyed. I think I thought it was a good show because I also know the character and they portrayed him properly. This just gives me hope that I'm going to get Constantine back. I'm going to get that live-action same guy. He's doing the voice for the character. Mm-hmm. It's It just makes they Like, they're, they're thinking. And that's crazy that that is a shock to me. Like, th- this should be the norm. Like, this... I shouldn't be surprised that a a network is making sense.
1: I think that this, uh, as much as CW Seed is just sort of a thing that nobody knows what the fuck it is, I think that's a good place for CW to put this show because I I heard Constantine was good. I didn't watch it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I get the impression that it's the kind of show, another, like... um, Oh, sorry. My brain has died. Like <laughs> Di- like Dollhouse, um, that its concept would take viewers a couple of episodes to really start to get into it. And so, if it's on a digital platform and it's not, you know, bound by traditional time constraints, it might be a, a place for it to do better.
0: Mm-hmm. And and all this the CW is doing is doing it's doing um, five or six ten minute epi- animated episodes, but that is enough, especially for the fans that watch the show and were upset with it being canceled. That, that's enough for them because something is better than nothing. But that's also a good start for people to get on board with it. Because he yeah, is a, a goddamn complex character. He really is. He, you know, mysticism and magic and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he smokes. And I hope they keep him smoking. I really do because that's, a, that's his character. But,
1: I'm uh, I'm curious whether this show is going to um, remain canon with the rest of the Arrow universe because that character has shown up on Arrow, so mm-hmm. like.
0: Well, they they also have a a, a vixen series on a uh, that's true vixen yeah. animated series on there, so. I don't know if that's canon. I haven't seen any of it, but I actually will. It is
2: canon, and the actress who voiced her got to reprise the role on that episode of Arrow. There you go. However, she was replaced when she joined the cast of DC's Legends of Tomorrow for some reason.
0: Uh, Well, there you go. So hopefully this continues the way that they're already... The the, the, the setup that they've already gone with, so... Uh, All right. Now, were you guys Twin Peaks fans?
1: Never seen it. Uh, never seen it,
0: yeah. Okay. I feel like I should be, but I am not. So I'm going to... to I don't know if I should watch... All right. Uh, Twin Peaks has a premiere date. Um, it's May 21st. It's... 18 episodes. Like, I don't know if I should go back and watch because I'm sure I can get... The original easily, or should I watch this and then go back and see if I like it that way? I mean, this is a, it's a big deal for Showtime, so they're gonna do a two-hour premiere and then they're gonna like air the next couple of episodes uh, on their streaming service right away. So that's sort of like dumping four episodes, sort of kind of. Mm-hmm. I have I I. <laughs> I've noticed that this, this show is, is polarizing for people. Either they really, really liked it and it was one of the most amazing shows ever or I didn't get it, I didn't like it. Because you know, my understanding, it's it's very, very weird.
1: Whether well, maybe our audience <laughs> could tell us. If you have an opinion about whether or not Evan should watch the original before checking out the uh, the remake of Twin Peaks, write us at uh, twepcast at gmail.com <laughs> or tweet at us at twepcast.
0: There you go. Nice plug. Well done. Thank you. Um, okay. We're going to skip over for just a minute the Golden Globes stuff so we can maybe possibly talk about that a little more in depth. But I watched the trailer for this Jig Carey Showtime show. Did you Did you watch the trailer that's on? I no, I'm, I'm sorry. I did, did not. Okay. It's a drama about comedians coming up in, I want to say, the 70s or 80s? In the 70s. 70s, I think. It looks it sounds what from the trailer which is its job is to make it sound good but it seems really really interesting. I outside of the comedy scene in LA in the 70s that's all I got from it. And the acting that is done in the trailer is really good. So I am going to be checking it out June 4th on Showtime it's called I'm Dying Up here. And it's Jim Carrey. Yeah,
1: Melissa Leo is uh, the lead, and she is a phenomenal actress, so yeah. that carries a lot of weight.
0: So I, none of, Nothing I like, of uh, it disappointed they, me, so.
1: I'm curious how they're going to use their guest stars, because they list a lot of guest stars for the, just the pilot, mm-hmm. and they're so kind of varied that I'm just like, hmm, I don't know how are they going to involve both Alfred Molina and Sebastian Stan in the same episode.
0: Actually, within the trailer, <laughs> Ock sh- Oc and the Winter <laughs> Soldier. That's what I'm saying. Amazing, they show uh, Sebastian in the trailer. I don't know if he speaks uh. though. I it, it could be a number of different ways. They don't necessarily have to be playing themselves. They could be as comedians because it is out. Fr- uh, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's it's like. uh, up-and-coming comedians at a a comedy store type of place. You know, them going Mm -hmm. on stage and doing their acts and whatnot. So it could be a number of different avenues, either in the crowd or, you know, guest comedians.
1: I am intrigued, Jim Carrey.
0: (laughs) Jim Carrey has caught my attention. Um, I just posted this up before we started (laughs) recording. Uh, There's a couple... (laughs) <laughs> the promo trailers for season eight of Archer, and apparently Archer is going back to the 1940s, which tickles me. the tra- <laughs> The trailers are very entertaining. Uh, they're going with a noir feel, so and it's more Archer. I'm always okay with that. If you guys have, yeah,
1: I didn't get a chance to watch this trailer yet either. Obviously, it was wrestling a baby mm-hmm. when you posted this, um, but. <laughs> Uh i like the idea of him being in this time period just based on I think I feel like the Archer Archer personality fits well into that mm-hmm. that era.
0: Lana will uh, this is a blurb from the, the the article Lana will obviously obviously play as oh, obviously slay as a jazz club singer although archer doesn't look like he'll morph too much playing a gun happy cocktail toting dick ahem slang for detective so it's not an insult like this is archer the way it, it's supposed to be i wasn't a big i it was entertaining i wasn't big on the 80s run that they did with the whole coke and what the vice yeah thing. the vice i wasn't a big fan of that one it was still archer but I think I'm going to be entertained by What's this. What's
2: her name? Pam was hysterical. That was... The... When she got all thin and just... <laughs> that was the only part of it that I really liked.
0: Everything else was just meh. Oh. All right, so the Golden Globes happened. D- they sure
2: did. Did you Globes go- were given out, Glo- and they were golden. Uh,
1: and I did not watch the uh, broadcast, which is unusual for me, but uh, it's my niece's birthday.
0: Oh, uh, all right. Um, I have decided... That this Golden Globes is the foreign press.
1: Hollywood foreign press. Hollywood
0: foreign press. So I have decided that me and the foreign press do not have the same tastes. (laughs) I'm just going to assume that. Um, Apparently, La La Land is
1: amazing. Ah,
0: That's it. Like I didn't know that's a movie, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Television. I watched, I think it was like two or three of them. Hold on, I'm looking. I watched one show that won, and that was The Crown as per-
1: And that because of your me. Your
0: request, Karen. Yes.
1: But yay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, one thing I read about that win is that, you know, Netflix, the budget for that show was like $100 million or something ridiculous like that. So- <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Netflix will be pleased to have earned their money back on that. Yeah, Best uh, drama, The investment. Crown.
0: So, and they want something else. Oh, best actress in a drama. Yes. So,
1: she's very excellent. Uh, uh, a lot of British people: Hugh Laurie, Olivia, Olivia Coleman, and Tom Hiddleston, all Brits. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the broadcast had a few highlights that I heard about. Um, in particular, Ryan Gosling won. For best actor in a movie okay and <laughs> when he went up on stage to accept the award in the background you could see uh ryan reynolds who was also nominated and andrew garfield uh <laughs> sharing a passionate kiss yes i saw that <laughs> as consolation i thought that was hysterical uh, and obviously meryl streep's speech yeah. was amazing yes um I saw Joss Whedon tweet about it, just saying that she was, you know, super articulate and whatnot. And the last line of his tweet was, God, exist, and then bless Meryl. oh Like, wow. Aww. <laughs> That's exactly how I, I that, that that perfectly encapsulated my feelings about that moment.
0: Yeah, it it definitely has caused some ripples in, in the Lex. So, it, 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 I don't know it just gets tiresome after a while trying to think too much about what's actually yeah, happening in wanna,
1: the world. I don't care to touch on the politics of the moment, but I, I did like you did know, you see the one, the
0: opening? I'm with her. The cold open?
1: Uh no, I did not get a chance to uh check that part S- out. It seemed it
0: seemed like fun. A lot of people in it. A lot of people, little little cameos and and musical numbers from Stranger Things and
1: it was It was Fallon was the host, right? Yes. Yes, <sighs>
0: Fallon was the host. Then, I
1: will check things out when check that out when things slow down.
0: What's it, who's his friend? The, the guy from the the boy band, um, Justin Timberlake. Really? There is a part in the called open where Justin Timberlake does an amazing Jimmy Fallon impersonation. So, <laughs> yeah, the Golden Globes happened. I got a, I got other shows that I need to watch. Apparently, according to the Hollywood Foreign Press, People versus O.J. Simpson, The Night Manager were like the two biggins. So, Atlanta. An award show happened. Yay! And yes. Side note: more, Deadpool got yes. nominated for something. Yes, <laughs> Deadpool, Hooray. a fucking R-rated comic book movie.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's a great. It was a great movie. I still and, and the thing about Golden Globes is that they have a comedy mu, comedy movie category, which I don't think any other major award ceremony has. So that's how that. Wait,
0: happened. they have a. a a best comedy or yeah but they'd lump it with musical
1: hmm. right well there aren't frequently musicals and it obviously was gonna lose to la la land once uh mm. that movie existed sorry <laughs> mm. i'm sorry evan all right that's all i got
0: uh who's doing it Chris Karen I mean Karen you did a phenomenal job with the commercials I I don't know
1: I appreciate it but the script's all the way over there oh okay and Chris is in front of it
0: Fine. Chris. Yes, I'm in
2: front of the words that say you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the this week's episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest and greatest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at TWEPCAST. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at...
1: Shoot underscore the underscore moon.
2: If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day.
0: Thank you, Chris. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, Karen, are you making a pick or did we... Did we change that? I
1: believe we uh, agreed to suspend the rotation for a week so that we can talk about uh, something that is currently running.
0: Oh, that's that's, uh, Sherlock, right?
1: Yes. Cool. Next week we'll be talking about Sherlock season four. Yes. All three episodes will have aired by then. By
0: then. And uh, are we going to include the Christmas break one? There wasn't. Wasn't there one one this year? this year, was there? New Year's. New Year's? It there was, new was a Year's new day. The,
1: the the first episode aired on New uh, Year's Day.
0: Okay, all right, that's all right, all right. So, all right, next week we'll be talking Sherlock. There you go. There's your homework. Woohoo! All right, guys, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. You need a treatment. Good night. <coughs> and this concludes our broadcast day.